0: talk a voice on the light i hear coming through
1: geocache talk it's time for geocache talk whether you are at work in the car or wherever you are we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching if you're watching live on youtube you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show if you are listening later Please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly geocache talk goodness.
2: Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for our opening and our featured patrons Fox and the Hound, TX Wolf Totem, K Blast, Burns Fire, Hockey Zombie, A Holly S, Geodandrew, or Geod Andrew. I need to ask about that one. Direwolf821, whoever that guy is. Just kidding. Deuteronomy318, Sasquatch Lover, and our new patrons, Firefly8317, Team Murky, and 1940 cheve If you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron Heart link. It's a link, it looks like a heart, on the front page of the Geocache Talk website. Or you can head on over to Patreon dot com forward slash geocache talk more details patrons get the now famous blackout coin oh he's got that the green. green one
1: no my no, green, green one is,
2: my green one is gone
1: i know i know i'm it's just brought it in a little bit
2: it's completely missing we'll talk about coins later on not tonight but we've got some updates to give you about I'm
1: still wondering coins. how you to, for a guy that, whose hobby is binding stuff, how did you lose a coin in your own house?
2: This is really bizarre. I mean, it really is. Cause I put them. They're sitting right over here. And there's other coins that we can't can't talk about yet, and there's some books that I don't talk about. But it fell off the. Uh, it fell off my um, desk here, and gone. I've searched through everything. I've. And this room's kind of a mess anyway, so you would think I would find it, but nope, it's gone. I don't know where it went. I looked through everything. But um I'm on the case. I'm trying to find I've been coaxing or trying to find somebody who'll sell me their coins, so and I've got a I got a lead on one of them. So um anyway, I think well, I think I'm okay to find cuz you know, you kind of want a whole set. It's, I'm not a big set collector but i kind of do want to keep that set i mean
1: some sets are a little more important than others <laughs> yeah
2: that was a little more important So, <laughs> all right um well let's jump right into show 222 as we welcome to the show rich reagan welcome to geocache talk
0: glad to be here
2: we are so glad you're here too we've got gonna have a great show this is gonna be uh fascinating Rich has got some great information we're going to share in a minute. We'll get started. Um, so um, search the app store. You're funny. I've seen some funny notes. Somebody's trying to be be uh, funny here uh, in the thank you chat room for being there uh, mm-hmm. for us. Um, good to see everybody. But uh, we will get into that in a moment. But first... <laughs> news, and Rich, you can chime in at times if you would like as well. In fact, I think one of these is uh, going to yeah, be... I, one move, of, one I moved
0: of, that over to your news segment for you. Yeah,
2: one of these is yours, so this would be great. So, um, Quick note um, that was prov- provided to us today was that the registration for MOGA, 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 will be opening tonight. So if you are into um, MOGA, which will be in may next year and we'd like to get uh into find uh the registration for that it's out there um we'll have it in the show notes as well as far as where to go for um how to register for moga so looking forward to next year i think we all are right jesse
1: um i'm not setting my sights on next year i'd like to say the end of this insanity but uh (laughs) I don't want to be disappointed when January 1st comes and everything's still status quo. So, yeah. Now, Pizza Ninja put something in there that I don't want to gloss over. He said there's no more Where I Go app in the App Store. Huh. Uh, somebody right. needs to check that out. I, I don't know yeah. if he's messing with this. I just looked and I did not find it. Somebody has to have some news out there, but that, surely HQ did not pull the Where I Go app. Somebody no, but somebody Apple, Apple, go may app. Apple may Apple have dropped it.
0: Apple may have dropped
2: it. Is was, was that what you're saying, Rich? Yeah. That can happen. Okay. Interesting.
1: Let's hope that's not a sign of anything that we don't know about.
0: Yeah. Well, it's never been updated and Apple may may have treated it as as uh, not in compliance with their latest rules or something like that. Oh, yeah. that's that's That is not
1: great. No. That would be bad. Let's uh, see. I I still have the app, but I'm not going to mess with it because I don't want to lose it and not I be do. able to play. <laughs> oh no. Ground speed error not <laughs> authorized. No, no, don't touch it. Leave it. That's not a good thing. Did you try to run <laughs> it? And it wouldn't open.
2: Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. So can I'm running know? it now.
1: Okay. If I hit search, it says error. Oh no. Categories. I have some old downloaded. Yeah. I don't know if I can download any new ones. I, okay, we're getting distracted. We're going to check anyway. it. Yeah, so, actually, Somebody go and check the Where I Go stuff and make sure that world didn't just end. This right. would be 2020. That's a 2020 exactly. Right. Thing. Make sure Where I Go I'm, in 2020. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I pulled one
2: up. I pulled one up, Jesse. It's working.
1: Did you pull a new one up?
2: No, or it's one on a I had.
0: It's, uh, ad.
2: Ad. it's a play anywhere one. Yeah, but
0: if you, you have already, it's your phone. Phone. It's already on your phone, so it's but you have to download phone. a new one from the web page. Okay, yeah. right. Anyway, okay,
1: but it. that's not it's not that's all one. we have, Rich here. So let's get no, back. That's back. right. Back. Exactly.
2: All right, back to news. So as my wife mentioned. Uh, last night at 12:01 uh, mm-hmm. a.m. Halloween is over therefore the holidays have begun the true holidays that she likes, which is of course Christmas. but anyway, we won't get into that tonight. Uh, hopefully everybody had a great Halloween. Uh, it was a fun night. We had a lot of people come by, which was great. We actually went in, we actually went outside and we almost had a little block party on our on our block, talked to some new neighbors across the street and had a grand old time distancing. But we also just stood there and talked and got to see a lot of a lot of cute kids and stuff. Anyway, but stocking stuffers. We're going to mention a couple things. We got a couple stocking stuffers. So tell your significant others about these books. So you've got uh, Jesse's new book. If I can get this right. Geocaching word search.
1: It should be a fun stocking stuffer if you like word searches at all. This is all a geocaching related one. So
2: it is great. Um it's chock full of great word searches. I'm
1: trying to see if I can
2: see what at the same time. Not so anyway, it's got the answers too. So in case you're frustrated,
1: answers are in there.
2: Yeah, I got the answers in there too, which is great.
1: And some people already have that book.
2: Yeah, the the some some of the the golden ammo can patrons got that. So I think some people are asking about, you know, yeah, that was, that was my birthday present.
1: I had to, I had to send out a, a present from her for my birthday.
2: There you go. Perfect. And then this was out a little while. I haven't mentioned it much, but I'll mention it real quick, which was the ammo can in the woods, geocaching anthology. Mm-hmm. There's Jesse and I at the famous. Um, Five thousandth cash. Jasmine finish for Jesse yeah, that we, was the
1: embarrassing periscope cash. We remember the, that
2: one? The embarrassing thirty minute periscope where we couldn't find <laughs> it. And then the CFO said, "Hey, dummies, once you read the actual cash description, and then we found it finally. See, we actually did find it. We didn't claim to find it. We actually did find it so. Anyway, a couple books. There'll be a note, uh, shameless plug, and there'll be note in the show notes about how you can buy those off of Amazon. Um, yes, rich, you've got a note to talk about.
0: Oh, this is an item that I ran across. People have been here locally had, um, gotten adventure labs with a drop dead date of 31 October. And those who got second round ones got a 15 December drop dead date and about two days before the end of October, HQ came on and posted a new, new note saying all of them now end on December 15th. Don't sweat it. If you have an October date, that's good to know. Good information. So what if you so are they not going to give out anymore, you think, Rich? Or are they gonna Well, I don't know. I saw one very curious item that I ran across. If somebody said they had a March of 2021 date on their Adventure Lab email. So that oh. would suggest there might be a third round. Right. Huh but I have no confirmation of that other than one person commenting. Right. Interesting. Um
2: yeah. Jeff was like, "I sweated to the <laughs> October thirty first date." Yeah, so the Tom is here. Um, Tom did the same thing. He Says, "Well, dang, I sweated and got it done." So anyway, yeah. not bad. Um, very cool. Thank you for that note. Um, huge announcements are coming soon. We're in. We're. I don't know, Jesse. The 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 big one we had the meeting about. We can all are almost where we can mention that. Um, almost. I think we could do a special show on that even because I you mean, mean
1: that's, that's what we should do. We do a special show to get everybody caught up to where we are because it's also going to be a, it's also going to be a rally cry show for mm-hmm. assistance. Yes. So we need help on we'll that. We'll get all that together in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, good.
2: Yeah. I think we should do a special show. It's that big. It's that big of a, th- of Oh
1: yeah, it is for sure.
2: Huge, huge stuff. So,
1: <laughs> and um, fun.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're so looking forward to that. So, um, Okay, another quick note I want to mention. Um, the There's the link for Podcast of Hope. Um, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, if you can't make it December 6th to the show, which I highly suggest that you do because it is shaping up to be an incredible night, mm. just to let you know, um, it's another big... I mean, it, it, every year we try to make it bigger and bigger. And I mean, this year we've got uh, another cascade of stars. Uh, <laughs> but if you can't make it that night, we do want you to to give to St. Jude. So there's the link. It'll count toward our 8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at 1,100 right now already for this uh, fundraising.stjude.org forward slash POH for Podcast to Hope, POH 2020. So mm-hmm. fundraising.stjude.org forward slash POH 2020. Right. Is the link, and you can give anytime you want. But if you'd like to win one of our fabulous prizes that we're going to have that night, you might want to wait and give. Each hour, uh, we'll be giving away all sorts of cool prizes. Um, Arted Crafted's giving away shirts. Uh, drives cash closet is giving away a bunch of his swag and, and geocache uh, items um, right in the rain has jumped in. They're going to be giving away um, a gift box of right in the rain pens and, you know, different things that they provide, but note, you know, books, the little right in the rain books might be in there. I don't know. They're putting their, their own together. Um Logwork, one of our sponsors. Logwork is going to do it. Uh, Providing again what they did last year, which was they're giving away um, a set of those uh, of their uh, logbooks and also the um, soda soda preforms. They're going to give away those too. So and we got more and more. I can't mention them all tonight because we don't have time. But um, very excited. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to probably put a put together a a video to kind of tell everybody about our really a cascade of stars that so we've got
1: mm-hmm.
2: incredible people coming. We've got, we've got everything from WWE wrestler to a possible Academy award winner is in that one's in the works. The other one is set. Uh, we have actress in a, a, a movie that just came out. We've got um, uh, planning on uh, again, our, our international hour, Currently planned for Scotland. We're going to talk about holidays in Scotland. Um, That one's a little up in the air. He's trying to figure out his um, work schedule, but we're hoping to have him on. Um, Anyway, a lot more to go, but just wanted to point those out real quick. That is December 6th, so make sure that you are um, scheduled to be with us that night. Uh, A lot of great stuff going on that night, 4 p.m. Central to midnight. We go eight straight hours. We don't stop. Uh, we take a slight break between hours because they're all separated into hours, and we just keep going. So
1: it'll be a lot of fun. It will be.
2: All right. Enough, enough of that. Let's talk Adventure Labs. Um, I don't know, Rich. If you is there? Um, we were talking about this. My wife and I were talking about this. You know, Lab caches was started with now. Adventure Labs, and she asked me, she goes, are they now just called Adventures? And I go, I think we still just call them Adventure Labs.
0: Mm-hmm. That seems to be the preferred term. Some people just <laughs> call it Lab Caches, though. Or just Labs. Lab. Right. Um, I love the term you had, because one of
2: the things we we're, we're going to talk about tonight is doing something different and unique and exciting for people to do,
0: and what it? What was the term you used for the typical? It came to me one day that everything I see lately. Oh, we're going to take you to these five historic places and so on and more. There's some more and there's some more. I decided they're magical history tours. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That trips off the tongue somehow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ta-da, the magical history tour. Yep. So uh, shout out to the Beatles and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, I
1: love that. That's great. So, um, but in fairness, yeah, if you put yeah. all the caches in general, mm-hmm. most of them would fall into that category. Also, right? Most that of them was are, the
0: observation. Yes, yeah.
1: Most of them are pretty regular. It that's what makes the extraordinary ones extraordinary is that they're not every one of them, right? If, yeah. if every cache was an amazing WV Tim cache, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't even be able to do it. We wouldn't be able to handle that. So, right. There's going to be those magical history tour caches sprinkled in between some of the ones that are really popular. But if you get one, why yeah. not make it one of the extraordinary ones, right?
0: Well, you know, you got to be careful But start getting <clears throat> Adventure Lab saturation. There's a concept for you,
1: which mm-hmm.
0: um, you've got in the Dallas area. We've got around here. The history site, all the good historical sites are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's used them. Yeah, they're all gone. So so you're getting the B-string and the C-string sites. We've got one adventure lab where one of the stages is the public restrooms, which is fine. You kind of need them at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I love history, but I I like the ideas we're going to talk about tonight. So Mm -hmm. I guess, uh, and we're talking about a lot of things. Somebody mentioned um, the Lincoln Highway. We're going to get to that later. So stay tuned for that. But um, where would you like to start in discussing these?
0: I think I'd like to just go back. I thought when I wrote this up to recap how I got into building adventure labs and cool. go through my history there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I'm our local geocaching org, geocachers of the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Right. Um, I'm a member of the board there, and they were awarded a 10 lab credit. And they looked around and said, Rich, you could put that out for us, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I uh, set to and tried to think what I should do and realized that I'm in the heart of Silicon Valley. I've been in the heart of Silicon Valley for donkey's years. And so um, I should go back and use my knowledge of the history around here to find some interesting places that things people might not know about. Well, the first thing I found was I found things I didn't know about. That's cool. (laughs) You know, that's one of the most exciting things about some of these is you're researching them, and suddenly you surprise yourself with something you didn't know existed. Right. If you look around, so locally looking, I mean, I learned that there is a plaque to honeybees at the San Jose Airport. Really? Why would there be a plaque to honeybees? And it turns out that North America the native pollinators were things like butterflies and hummingbirds. We didn't have bees here. Oh, wow. Way back when. And this fellow from Europe brought about a dozen hives through the Panama Canal and up the coast and two hives made it and were landed near where this plaque is. Wow. And he turned them loose and those became the nucleus of this enormous fruit industry that California runs, fruit and nuts. Right. And so there's a plaque to these honeybees there. Cool. It was just a bit of history. I had no clue. And then another one, I went up to Palo Alto, and they have a statue to Nikola Tesla, who's pretty oh, famous. Yeah. But somebody put up a statue there. <laughs> and the statue has its own Wi-Fi base station built into it. No, really? Yeah, it goes. Wow. <laughs> and you awesome. go by, and people put flowers in his hand. He's going, out. somebody comes and put flowers there, hangs hearts off of it on Valentine's Day. Right. It's a, People love that statue. I didn't know it was there. Um, I, there's university Avenue, which is the main street of Palo Alto. Uh, Steve jobs awarded this design firm. He'd been to his Xerox park and he'd saw the apple, saw the mouse there, which had three buttons. He says, that's too complicated. Too many buttons, too many buttons. I need, I want one, just one button. Right. And so he sick, this design firm on it. And I have to be able to build it for a very low amount of money. It has to be cheap and yet work well. And so the design firm was noodling and noodling and trying to come up with ideas. And finally, they, one of them said, I'm going to go across the road, get a coffee or something. And he wandered, just wandered through Walgreens looking for ideas. Right. And he found a rollerball deodorant. Oh, wow. And the lid of a butter dish. So he pulled the ball out, put the butter dish over it, and said, oh, I got it. <laughs> That's so incredible. the Apple mouse was inspired by products from Walgreens. Wow. Uh, I Let's didn't know, know that, that, you know? Yeah. And the last one was one of, one of them was the, um, the very first internet end to end transcontinental message. There were some earlier stuff, which went from one computer to the other across the room, but this was coast to coast and it used at least two different networks, which is the, the key to an internet. Right. And so, there's a plaque out at a place called Rosati's or the Alpine Beer Garden, which is a historic old roadhouse near here, where we go and have beer out in the garden and, and sure. greasy burgers and stuff like that. Right. And there's a plaque on the front of it that they put up hmm. because the SRI people who did the first mouse, really Engelbart and them there, yeah, came out there. They do. They were doing packet radio in those days, and they had a network over packet radio. So they brought their packet radio truck up, ran a wire over the fence to the picnic table. Set a little not very portable terminal plugged into the main somewhere there. And they yeah. typed in the message and it went cross packet radio back to the SRA headquarters across the US over the very early network they had with the Bolt Brannick and Newman on the East Coast. Yeah. And back again. And back. so they had a coast to coast message sent over two different kinds of networks from my favorite beer garden.
2: Yay. <laughs> yeah. I remember. When I was back in IT, I took a test, and one of the answers was spread spectrum radio. Like, yeah, those early days. Early days, but
0: those are really cool. So so those are some of the things I discovered. Right. Um, some of the things I thought about in those days when I was putting it out was this is the kind of thing that people will come from faraway places, other countries and things to do. Right. And as I'm well aware, when you travel internationally, you may not be having data or affording data in countries you go to. Mm -hmm. And so how are they gonna be able to do these things? Right. And so I looked at it and said, you know, I will pick answers which cannot be seen from satellite view, street view. Right. They're not not in a Waymark picture anywhere. You (laughs) have to be there to see that thing. Oh, good. And so I quit worrying about the size of my geofence at that point. So I pulled my geofences wide enough so that you could be guaranteed to be able to get to a free Wi-Fi like a Starbucks or or something without having to worry about it if you had no data plan. I like that. Um, Now that I learned later and maybe they changed this since then. One of the things you can do is if you get to the spot where you have the answer, you're inside the fence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you just stay on that screen and leave, walk away, go to someplace where you have signal, it stays on that screen and you can still answer even though you're outside the fence.
2: Yes. Yeah. It it is still that way, by the way. Because no, I don't
0: don't think it was that way when I first put it out. Right.
2: Yeah. We, as soon as I left one and we came home, not to try to find the answer, but we were just coming home and Mm -hmm. it dawned on me that I think I know now what it was mm-hmm. and it was, um, and so I put it in and it, it took it. I mean, I wasn't trying to cheat. I was just, we were done and, but then it dawned on me, oh, I think I know what it was. So yeah.
0: Question is the max geofence setting is a hundred thousand kilometers, which is 62 and a half miles. Wow,
1: that's so, a pretty big area.
0: <laughs> well, there was a period where they didn't had no fences at all. Right. Yeah, so Project GC put up this puzzle you solved by finding yep. Easter eggs on their site. Right. You could do from anywhere in the world and log right. the adventure cache. And they said, that wasn't our intention. We're going to shut that down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Still, though, that's quite a ways to... That's big enough, you know.
1: Sixty-three miles is still pretty big.
0: Yeah. I'll jump yeah. ahead and just say, you know, if you've got one that you want to put out in the middle of nowhere, right? Right. Um, because it's a hike and you really want people to hike to these very remote places, something you might do in Colorado, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have five locations out there. You mm-hmm. could put a 62 and a half mile fence on the thing and they go out there and they acquire, assuming it's, they can do them in any order, don't make it serial. They can go out there, they can get the answer, they can go to the next one, get the answer, come all the way back till they're back in data within 62 miles and answer mm-hmm. all five of them. Right. Right. That's good. It's a pretty decent way to deal with that problem where you want people to get out in the woods and yet have a lab. Now, as
1: you mentioned the mountains, so I have to ask if people are if people are building one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there are some general recommendations on what type of terrain it should be. Right. They probably don't um, want you to do incorporating. Or do, or do? Are there any rules on that? Do they uh, want there you to is a guideline. Skydiving into
0: it. There is something that suggests it ought to be doable in about eight hours. That's about the only thing I can recall. Okay. Right. Because there are some that have more more difficult terrain. There's no terrain rating on it. It would behoove you to tell people up front. Yes. What their expectations are, like with the, where I go, it's going to take you this many hours. Yes. You're going to have these terrain challenges to get through. you we, know. We did one, Susan. I did one
2: in Arkansas. We loved it, but <laughs> I don't think I was ready for the 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 hiking that I was gonna that I did because one um because of COVID, mm-hmm. this museum was shut down. So we had to travel uh, We 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 were able to travel you know up to the museum and get one of them, but to get the rest of them They the way that it reads in the lab is you go through through the museum to this other section. Well, we couldn't do that. So we had to go all the way around the museum to get to that. And then we had to go all the way around the museum. So they wanted you to cut through the museum to get to certain parts, which was fine. I needed the exercise. Don't get me wrong. But there was nothing in the lab that mentioned that. So it's nice. Like you said, it's nice to mention, you know,
0: it, it's a courtesy, you know. Yeah, I mean, right. Otherwise people right. will be really pissed off at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and like with all caches, right? The more difficult you make them, mm-hmm. when there's a lot of them out there, some people are just going to move on to the next cache. Yeah. They can get five faster another place. Mm-hmm. They not hang around. You'll get people wanting to find the quality ones too, but it's always going to be a balance when you're making. Well,
0: them. you get this raging debate, and it goes on and on. If you look at the community forums of. Why are they giving people five five fines for doing one stupid set of walk around the block? You know, that's diluting the value of fines. And I hate these things. Get rid of them. I can't do my GPSR. I'm old school. Right. And you get the other people saying, I love these things. I really got to see interesting places around my town. And 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 yeah. I could do it in my wheelchair. And mm-hmm. well, that's
1: the same people that say, you know, that there I, we're not going to go down that road because no, no, no.
0: i'm just saying this yeah. is a this you is know, continual people are rivalry.
1: always going to complain about whatever yeah. you do you know some yeah. people love power trails some people hate them yep. some people think you should only use a gpsr every mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a large group of people that think you should only cash their way yeah. and everything yeah. else is invalid well yeah. that's silly and
0: go do your thing
1: yeah we're, we're not about, about that we're about everybody finding the, a way to play the game that they enjoy so exactly
0: exactly
2: Hey, Rich, there was a question yeah. in the chat room from BMARS7391. Are labs allowed in national parks?
0: Um, there's nothing physical in the lab. I know there are some. I think it might be a courtesy to talk to the park administration people before you actually deploy it there. They may have concerns if you're sending people off trails and, and things like sure. that, of course. Yeah. So you should, they should be aware of it, I think. They yeah. should discover it by accident, all these people. Where are, they, where are these people going there?
2: Yeah. I think you mentioned too that um, in, in the, the, and there's a great we'll mention it, it's in the show notes. So there's a great adventure lab Facebook yeah. group that other rich and others have are really uh, doing a great job. And I think you did mention that, you know, people should read the guidelines that okay. are provided for that uh-huh. caches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think you, they will probably be receptive to you, but it, you should talk to them.
2: Yeah. Good you know,
0: deal. It's a courtesy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you don't get people getting flack from them when they go to do your labs. What are you doing here? That's not supposed to be in a national park. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. I know Yosemite has a bunch of virtuals in it, so they're probably not averse to having things like that there. Yep. Okay. Um, yes. So then shortly after I got this one up for the GBA, I got my own award
1: Yeah. five.
0: And I built a magical history tour what else you know (laughs) sure got to (laughs) That's all I knew at the time Yeah, so I went to Mission City Memorial Park, which is a very old cemetery here locally down in Santa Clara And had a we have a time wandering around they have their own PDF two-page PDF walk around to see the graves And which who's buried here and what they did and, and this kind of thing, right? And so uh, I was able to put together uh, some very interesting stuff. There was the very first um, organized law enforcement in California, the California Rangers, okay. like the Texas Rangers, but they didn't last under that name very long. Right. And the head of them uh, is buried there, and he his claim to fame, among other things, was he captured the bandit Joaquin Murrieta, as in "Bring me the head of Joaquin Murrieta." Right. And there was a period where he actually trotted the head around the mining camps for a buck each. You get to see the head or something like that. And, uh, it was rough times in those crazy. Days. <laughs> yeah, he's buried there. Um, there's a death mask. This is something which was a, a, a trendy thing for a while. You take right. a casting of someone's face and just yeah, a with was. a death mask on it there. Yep. Um, and there's one that that touched me, and I think touches everybody who does it. There is uh, one of the women on flight 93 is buried there. Oh wow! One of the heroes of flight 93. Wow. Yeah. And you go to her site and you just reflect for a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. I didn't know any of this till I went and wandered around there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so there is a place for the magical history tour. Oh yeah. Um, When you're taking it to good places like that. And I'd I'd be pretty remiss if I didn't mention that that's my wife's favorite types of labs. Mm Mm-hmm. She tends to not like the creative ones, as she much as she likes the history places. Mm-hmm. She loves to go to the history ones. So a little bit for everybody, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It, it kind of probably depends also on the location or what yeah. you're interested in. Always, mm-hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm like me. I love history, but we talked about before the show. You know, Susan created one that was based on statues in Abilene. Mm-hmm. Abilene is the storybook capital of America. And so there's um, statues to um, Charlotte's Web because mm-hmm. there's, it's it's about children's literature, some storybooks. Sure. And so um, one of them, and this is something I know you mentioned before, uh, Rich, which was um, you can't get the answers. We tried to be very specific mm-hmm. to get answers that, you can't get unless you're standing there
1: mm-hmm.
2: um we were trying to be very careful to not answer anything that's on the on the web but also we tried to make sure that the answers were not something you could guess mm-hmm. i think that's important people need to think through i'll talk uh, about that a little later but okay yeah. good so i'm jumping ahead i'm sorry no, go ahead no
0: problem no problem you're there but that's, um, that's really important, I think, to- uh, yeah. Waymarks is a backdoor you should make sure is sealed too. So there's a lot of stuff oh, laying okay. over on Waymarks that you can discover if you poke around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK,
2: cool. Keep going then.
0: I'm sorry. OK. Um, so I got my first done. I got it out. People liked it. Um, and one day, this email shows up. Congratulations, you have been selected for a second Adventure Lab <laughs> if your first one got so many favorites and stuff. Yeah. woo <laughs> So not wanting to build another magical history tour, besides all the good places that have been taken at that point, Mm -hmm. um, I thought about it. And then a local cashier named Pengi123 published this one called Nautilus, a puzzle adventure up in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. And that just opened my eyes to what whole new thing you could be doing for creativity. He wrote a story set around five locations. And each location you got part of the story some missing person you were trying to find and you got some clues and you picked up some information from the environment and you put it together and then you had to solve the puzzle. Like oh. you had a bunch of digits and maybe you said, okay, A is one and C is three. And you could take those and map them to wor- letters and get a word, which you could then answer the stage with so that kind of lightweight puzzle you can do in the field.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And he had an interesting mechanism. He says, if you get stuck, you can't get stuck. I don't want people getting stuck and never finishing my adventure. Right. uh, It just pisses them off too. Right. Um, Create an email, put in it uh, the hint word for this stage, this location, and mail it to this email address on Gmail. And shortly after, you got a reply back from that email address, which had easy hint, extended hint, and answer all rot 13 oh wow okay so you could choose to see as much as you wanted to right right down to just give me the answer i need to get home i'm gonna be (laughs) late for dinner that's good
2: (laughs) that's very smart to have something like that uh
0: to have uh auto answer set Mm -hmm. up
2: that's great
0: i talked to him about it because i had him beta test uh this one we're talking about here dark onyx yeah and um i said how did you do that he said it's I don't have anything special on Gmail. You just use filters and templates. Mm-hmm. And if this filter says, send back this template, then that's Bob's your uncle, you can do it, right? And so uh-huh. he had the word from that as the key to trigger the fil- which filter returned which template. So anybody could build this kind of hinting mechanism with a bit of learning a little bit about Gmail, but it's not very hard, I don't think.
2: Yeah, this one that you're talking about, uh that you're about to talk about, Dark Onyx. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have you
0: run the intro to it in a second.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm bringing it up now. Um, there's a there's the look of it, but mm-hmm. Dark Onyx, the adventure. But yeah, we'll I'll
0: uh, I'll bring up the screen for the. Uh... Now, but before we get too much into that, yeah, what I ahead. wanted to Say was I'm just gonna queue it up, so I'm ready yeah, for you. A lot of adventures try to tell a story, the creative ones, right? They have they have they're they're, they're taking you on an adventure. You're not just seeing unrelated statues or historical things or whatever. And there's a, a thing that you'll find if you Google it called Hero's Journey, which is a 12-stage a model for all sorts of template for things that have been created around this. And in fact, if you look at the 12 stages, you'll see, oh, oh my God, Star Wars fits perfectly into that 12 stages of the Hero's Journey. Right. The Matrix does the same thing. Um, Lord of the Rings, they all fit this model of the hero's journey that Campbell proposed as describing a way to describe a person. Um, they get the, the call to adventure where the hero is an ordinary person and suddenly their life gets turned upside down and they get information that causes them to want to have to go solve something, fix a problem. And then they cross the first threshold where they actually go out onto the adventure field and start dealing with things. And then they go through the road of trials where they have to defeat tests or solve problems. You can imagine Lord of the sure. Rings, for example. Right. And they get the ultimate boon where they achieve the quest and they're rewarded in some way. Right. And with only five stages, it's kind of hard to do a twelve full 12-stage 12 hero's journey. So you've got to right. kind of cut it cut it down a bit. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, that really is the essence. And in fact, that's what Nautilus pretty much did, too, what, what Pengi did with his. Um, so you got, I thought, well, you know, to do a creative adventure, I need something creative to get people started and to set the call to adventure to them. So if you want to run that video, I yeah. made this and we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. Let me share this. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Smithfield, Director of Corporate Training for Flexible Global Solutions. This video will ensure you are in compliance with corporate security training for this year. You will learn about safe behaviors to protect you and the company. After watching it, you will
2: Hacked by Dark Onyx.
0: Agent Smith, since you are the best resource we have, I am assigning you to deal with the Dark Onyx hack. The hacker stole some vital company secrets and has left us clues to recover them. Your mission is to find and solve these clues. He has told us that if we solve all of them, he will not do anything further with the trade secrets he took. I am relying on you to outsmart Dark Onyx. Good luck.
2: Nice. So
0: well, there's the call to adventure. That's Love it. Good. That's, that's good that you put the
1: extra effort out to do that. A lot of people don't. And I, I bet people were quite surprised when they, they came upon that when they opened the lab.
0: Yeah, I wish what that's one of the air, I'll talk about deficiencies in adventure labs. You can have videos at every stage of the every location, except the beginning one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How why is that? I don't know. I, I've made this long feature list. I've, I've sent them and, and we'll see what comes of it. But that's yeah. the obvious one where you want to set the scene with the video right. of what people are about to get into. And so I did figure out a hack, which I could use. Um, so if you come, if you follow a link over in the bonus cache, it'll run the video YouTube video player embedded, show you the video and then automatically link you over to the start of the lab. So that was my best cut at, at not having it built in, but having it do one one stop shop for people. Right. Oh, it'll open the lab after you're done. Yeah, automatically video. when it detects the oh, end of okay. video, it runs a little bit of sh- shunts you over to the URL that starts the lab for you. Oh, nice. And the bonus cache is the only place I had to put it, so I put it there.
2: I love it. That's great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
2: Jesse and I were, were. You did yours with. Did you do yours with videos, Jesse? Yeah. On your yeah. On your library one. Okay.
1: Yeah, every stage had a video. Well, actually, every stage had two videos because mm-hmm. you can put one in the beginning and the end, right? Yeah, the beginning and the end of the each stage. So
0: I didn't use the ending ones because that preempts using feeding people anything, any answer word or anything there. You can't show a picture and text if you use the video instead.
1: Yeah, I used the video to give them that answer.
0: You'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's the trade-off I wish they I wish they would just let you do both and I, I think mm-hmm. they could if they put their mind to it, but it didn't come out that way
2: Su- Susan decided for her beginning and beginning well how, how, correct me if I say this wrong beginning and ending basically of that one stage mm-hmm. her plan was the beginning photo is a tiny piece of the of the statue that you're supposed to look for. Mm-hmm like the eye of one of them or something. And then the 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 final one shows you the whole stat. Once you answer the question correctly, it gives you sort of the whole picture of the mm-hmm. statue you're looking at or whatever, which is, I mean, do you have any, I, you, you might, I might be jumping ahead, but do you have ideas of what you think people should be putting in for photos or. You mean for the, for rebuilding it? Yeah. What Or so when people get to us, like the first stage, mm-hmm. do you think that it's better to do, instead of just putting generic photo and then generic photo for the, you know, I would say generic is kind of a bad way to put it, but just a standard photo of where you're standing.
0: Eh, i tried to make it thematic in, my, in the case of this one, rather than a picture of where you're going, because the places I'm taking you, there's nothing there. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's interesting. You know, it's, it's it, in fact the nicest characteristic of the places I take you is they've got nice seating places where you can sit down and <laughs> work on this thing. Yeah. Intro and success videos. I like that. I like the that way they put yeah. It, yeah. Now I'll just give you a sense of the puzzles that I used for this because each stage you go to, there's something you have to solve in the field. And rather than find information, perhaps. Um, and the trick is finding that balance between a puzzle that, that, is a little bit challenging but not so impossible that you need to be home with a real computer to solve it okay and so on the first one i gave you a set of of colors which represented particular objects that had numbers on them and you had to map those numbers to letters and anagram the letters oh nothing too hard right Right. uh the second stage there was a a, a red team, blue team, which is a, a, it's a cyber warfare concept of antagonist of and mm-hmm. antagonist, and you had to choose red, blo- red team or blue team and open one of the click on one of these things. And you either got a QR code that says nothing to see here <laughs> when you scanned it, or one that gave you some hacker in a big red QR code. And when you scanned it, it took you to some place where you could get a word to answer the question with. Oh, neat! That's a good idea. Uh, The third stage, there was a funny-looking weird grid, and it had an audio noise that played when you got there that helped you figure out what that grid represented so you could interpret how to get a word out of that grid of of numbers and dots. Oh. But the audio was a piece of that one, too. Uh, And then the fourth one was simple. You had used the info from the previous three locations to do a what three words. Oh, okay. What three words? Yeah, the what three words... Yeah, you, you got Red. answers from the previous three stages. Yeah.
1: So the, the question, and she retyped it on the next one, but yeah. she's asking, are you building, when you're building these lab caches, are you building them for existing geocachers or building them for anybody?
0: I think these are probably not so much for muggles because the concept of ma- mapping numbers to letters is something that a muggle would not know or think of. Um, on the other hand, you know, those were that first one. Those objects were, in fact, pool balls. Mm-hmm. You saw. And they have pool balls. One through eight are solids with numbers on them. Right. And so you got a series of the first hint said one of the pools balls didn't have a, had a question mark on it. And the object you went to was the color of that pool ball. And so you were able to find out what number is on the red pool ball. Right. But now you had six numbers which you could map. to, And the first hint says, you know, it's. It's, it's a red thing you're going to see there, and you want this number. The yeah. second hint said, these are the numbers of all the pool balls. And the answer explained how you mapped letters to numbers for you and told you the answer. So you could get a little education if you were a muggle. Right. But you, the, the, the help page, I used a different help mechanism than Pengy did. Because I, 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 I got a free web hosting site, I put some JavaScript on the page and some HTML and there's a basic hint, when you click that button, it unhides the basic hint, and you press and unhides the extended hint button. If you click that, it shows you more hint, and then there's an answer button. If you're just desperate, give me the answer, I need the word. (laughs) And so each of them has this three-level hinting mechanism you can avail yourself of if you want to, if you need to. Okay. So even muggles can get through that. Sure. Or if you've got a particular stage that's just driving you crazy and you can't figure it out, right? You can get on with it and not be blocked. So, are you adding those
1: puzzles? Well, I mean, it could be many reasons, right? But uh, primarily to make it more fun or to make it harder to just brute force guess?
0: I think people seem to be having fun with them based on the activity comments and the, the favorites that show up. Um, people seem to like them. They're different. You know, it's a change of pace. That's good. Uh, and then the last one was you listen to an audio code. That, again, it was play using multimedia to play a sound to you. You listen to that, and it's not Morse code you're hearing. It's something else. It's a different kind of code. Oh, wow. Sometimes called the prisoner code, or they used it in Vietnam, the tap code. And, and so you can then and a link to understand how the tap code works. So you can, if you've never heard of this, you can get education, and then you can decode the word from the tap code. So those are all field puzzles that aren't super hard to do. And if you're having trouble, I nudge you along. Right. Don't want you going away empty. Yeah, no, that is awesome. And because these are do anywhere, uh, the whole thing is one big plaza down in Sunnyvale and it's entirely wheelchair accessible. You can go oh, anywhere in this plaza in a wheelchair and do this thing. Neat. Not not a problem. So that's that's not common these days to find a, a puzzle, something like this, uh, which is accommodating to folks who are not as mobile as some of us are.
2: Yeah. Um, and just to let people know, all these notes Rich is talking about are in the show notes. So you can mm-hmm. see the websites that he's referring to. Um, um, um. So he's got one. It's the the hinting. He has a script for the hinting.
0: So yeah. um, you can clone your own. You can clone that if you've got a place to host it on a server, and you can fill in your own. Yeah, that's what it. Play it through how it looks. Basic. Click basic, you get basic text. Click extended, yeah. yeah.
2: Show extended hint. The extended hint goes here, and then show answer. Answer goes here. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's a hinting script. So that's good.
0: And you can change that for each stage. Yeah. To the URL, which is the hint word dot HTML. People know how to write HTML pages mostly. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think what's
1: interesting is you've added these. And I'm sure if we polled a lot of people, people have added a lot of other things to their labs. And I think we're really just scratching the surface. Oh, yeah. What people are going to do with labs. It, assuming they keep the labs around for a while, right?
0: Yep. Yep. So what did I use to build this thing with? You know, I mean. I came at it with a half formed idea and started snooping around. And I found a site called ttsdemo.com, which has got a bunch of avatars of, of people, those mm-hmm. speaking characters I had. And you can enter a 600, up to 600 character thing. And it does text to speech on what you put in and the character there you go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that person will speak that and their lips move and you can change the voice and the you can have Australian accents or English accents or whatever you want there. Love it. And then you just, I just did a screen grab of the video chunk and trimmed it and cropped it a bit to get rid of the crap on the left and right. to make my, uh, make my uh, video segments at the beginning. Yeah, that's neat. And so easily done. You can do that yourself. And it's mm-hmm. not super hard to build some interesting characters. There are animals and things there too. If you choose and weird alien characters and, There's a talking skeleton, which is what I use to pose a riddle at each of the location stages to feed you the riddle that you use that to guide you towards solving the puzzle that was there. And that was (laughs) embedded video on each of the stages that that the Adventure Lab provides. Right. So yeah. So I used that. We talked about the hint mechanism. Mm -hmm. I used iMovie at the beginning to take the, the the initial HR training being hacked the hacker clip and the other one and glue them together with iMovie to make a single Mm -hmm. movie I could post and link to.
2: Oh, that's a great idea.
0: Um, iMovie, you can do it on your iPad these days. And I assume Windows has a comparable nice editing tool for for videos. Sure. Uh, We talked about the Gmail filters and templates. Uh, Hinting we talked about. I used iMovie, I used Audacity for the sound clips I needed for these two two stages that had audio segments to them. Right. So I used Audacity, which is a free sound editing tool on all Mm -hmm. platforms to do those. And then we talked about pre-running the video and taking you to the lab automatically. That's mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a show notes talk about where you can crib the script to do that if you want to use it. Neat. It has a YouTube player built into it and things like that. Or if you just don't want to do any of that stuff, put it in your description in ROT13 with the hint and answers. Oh, and Right there. And somebody doesn't have to use it. Look at it. They don't need to. If they need to look at it, they copy it out and run it to the ROT13 site to get the answer. Yeah. So lowest common denominator. You don't need to do any of this fancy stuff.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But it's more fun if you do.
1: And you mentioned at one time QR codes. Was that a virtual QR code or was that something that you actually had physically at some location?
0: Well, I accidentally broke the rules there. You're not allowed to put anything physical at stages of an adventure lab. And there were red red boxes for free metro newspaper and blue boxes for another free local newspaper. red, blue. That's cool. (laughs) So I printed out some QR codes and taped them inside the boxes, which I wasn't supposed to do. Right. I realized after the fact, Oh, I broke the rules there. So now the help page has a way to see the QR codes without looking inside the boxes. But it's more fun um, to look and scan them.
1: Yeah. There's there's always ways around it, too.
0: You could supply that virtually somehow if you wanted to. That's what I ended up doing when I realized I had just stepped over the line a little bit. Right.
2: What do you think of Jeff's ID? He says you could use new physical geocaches. You could, geocache. yeah.
0: You could. You could. Uh, physical geocaches, eh, I don't know about mixing mysteries in the middle of this. They might frown on that one, but yeah, it's yeah, up, you know. Anyway, Sorry. let's go on to the next one. Okay. For for no explicable reason. Oops. Sorry. I got another email on my inbox saying, Congratulations, you have been awarded a second adventure lab. <laughs> I've already Wait. got to.
2: Wait, you got a second adventure to
0: the second adventure? I, I the email was identical to the first one. I looked. I think the hey. server hiccuped or something, and they sent me a third one. Yay, <laughs> well, you deserve a third one after all that. Good work. <laughs> so I said, well, okay, I'm going to run with this one, too. Um, you want to run the uh, scene-setting video? You had an echo. You had it playing through two sound sources on the previous one. I don't know if you can fix that or not.
2: Oh, it okay. Did it sound okay, Jesse, to you maybe or no? Yeah, I
0: heard the echo as well.
2: Huh. Coming
0: better... through your mic and the YouTube maybe. Let me
2: turn my Let me. – I'll turn my – I'll turn my um audio down. Usually that could cause a problem. Uh yes, let me pull that one up right, right now. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> and, <laughs> dead um, air,
1: we
0: get dead air.
1: <laughs> you don't want to fill the dead air with you mumbling about how to get this uh <laughs> how to get this working.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh,
1: too tight.
2: late.
0: You
2: you you did enough to cause it to be ready. So here we go. Okay. There you go. Roll them. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Is audio better? Yeah, no echo. Good. Queen Anemone. Do not fail us.
0: You must must save Queen Anemone soon. Before the deadline of the full moon. Her captors have left us clues. Which we believe to not be a ruse. 5 animals you must consult. If you expect to get a favorable result, each will give you a puzzle or test. Solve them all to complete your quest. Now go forth on the forest way. Delay none, for your success we pray. You will encounter the first clue giver. I've heard it may give you a shiver. I will accept the mission my king. I will find queen anemone and rescue her. There you hey. go. Finding anemone, there. finding anemone was a riff on Finding Nemo, right? <laughs> finding anemone. Uh, nemo knee. <laughs> yeah, nemo knee. I like it. Yeah, I couldn't pass it up. I thought, what do I have to call this thing? Oh, I know. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so this one... Um, I said it in the future. animals can talk now, and so I only used video of talking animals on my on my on my on that one thing. right there's um, there's a different site also owned by the same people who did the other one called VOKI.com, which gives you a lot more control of the images you can choose and a lot of them are animals or um, talking Christmas trees or all sorts of weird stuff you might want to use for depending on what your story is. Um, so I use the animals from that one. Again, it's almost exactly like the other one. You can put in text to speech. Yeah, there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, look under. Yeah, there you go. Go out, scroll down, up whichever way. The very top most left leftmost column over here. Up see items. Uh, no, the look on higher yet. There's see all all avatars I think up there. Oh, okay, up at the top. Yeah, on that left column. Wait, wait till it loads. Try that. What does that do? Click the head. Characters. Yeah, and oh yeah, you can pick all sorts of characters. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of different categories. Right. Magical and goth and and real sure. people and monsters. And...
1: Yeah, there's there's really a lot of resources out there, free resources that are simple to use and manipulate mm-hmm. that you can really and. This applies to lab caches, but this applies just as much to every other kind of cache, right? You can get as creative as you want to,
0: right? So I used this for my animals, and because I was already familiar with the speech part and so on, so I was able sure. to do that. Um, the other thing, this was a bit more ambitious because I know how to write JavaScript, and some people do, and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And so I made my stages be JavaScript-based puzzles that you had to solve. Which were mostly taken from other JavaScript puzzles that I knew of. I was able to adapt because at the end of the puzzle, you want it to tell you what the word is if you succeed. And so, um, my first puzzle, my first stage, was a hangman game. Oh, um, cool! Hangman, and it used nothing but geocaching terms. And it picks one randomly. And if it picks fizzy, you're probably screwed because you never guess <laughs> z, right? You're going to get hung. Um, but, you know, people People are, have, have a lot of fun. You get it wrong, you play it again until you get it right. And it tells you what the word is. Right. Um, there's another one which is uses, you know, the old match games. Find the two tiles that have the same symbol under them.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: You go through and you match them all until you either have, you've used too many tries, in which case you start over. You start over. Right. Or you get, it, you get them all matched and you're good to go. Yeah, uh, there's another game we called 2048, which you play. Um, oh, yeah. which is really hard. Yes. So I took the 2048 game and scaled it down to a 256 game. Okay. Which is more plausible. And if you fail at 256, you get a button that says "Make it easier." <laughs> right. Play the 128 game. 128 Before game. That, play the 64 game. <laughs> 32. <laughs> All the way down to eight. Okay. So, you know, that was another little game I was able to pick up and adapt. Um, That's cool. There's, on these audio clips I'm using, I went more ambitious. You know, I had a, had a a music soundtrack under that scrolling Star Wars opening, for example. Right. And so I needed stuff that was public domain audio clips, unencumbered, or at least you give credit, one or the other. Sure. Um depending on the Creative Commons license. So I found that one, it was a nice clip, I used it. It was public domain. Um, There are other clips where I had, uh, there's two sites I mentioned, freesound.org and freesoundeffects.com, which you might want to look for for sound effect clips that you use for something. Good. Um, There's another site called pixabay.com. They'll put these in the notes, I assume. Yeah, they're in the show notes. They're in the show notes, but yeah, I'll bring that up. A lot of public domain images. So, if you're looking for pictures of things, it's an awfully great place to go and look. Um, And now, part of my adventure, I had to had to have you walking through a forest and going in a cave at one of the stages. And so, um, do a search on lost places. Okay, Uh, two words. Oh, cool. These are neat. There's over 2,500 of these. And this is a thing in Germany. They run around finding these old abandoned buildings in the woods and taking pictures of them. Right. Really cool stuff in there. Oh, that is cool. There's some really good photos in here. Oh, yeah. And there's so many of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. So if you want something creepy, this is your place.
2: Well, you know, you might want something like this to kind of right. set the mood.
0: Yeah. So I used... um I didn't. I, some of them I found video clips for of, of just a, a video with walking through the woods, but no sound. So I went and found a soundtrack with with footsteps on it. Oh, neat. And I laid that underneath. And then I found a soundtrack with forest noises of birds chirping and stuff. And I laid that one underneath. And suddenly I had a nice walk through the woods that looked like complete with ambience and everything that you'd want to see. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, if you find a clip that has it all in it, all in one, you're in good shape. But most of them, the free ones don't have that typically. Yeah. Um, I needed a demonic voice in one of mine. So I simply read YouTube video. How do I create a demonic voice with audacity? And right. Sure enough, you can record your voice and then you double it up and you lower the bass. You put in reverb and you do what it says. and You get this really creepy voice right. um, to use for your thing. And then the other thing where I had only still pictures, no video I could find anywhere. Again, to walk you through the woods. So I simply took the still I wanted. And then I did the Ken Burns effect. You know what Ken Burns does? Yes. He has all these still pictures and he moves into them or out of them. Right. And you you think, movies, they're not movies. They're still pictures. (laughs) They're just pictures that are, right, come in and out. Yeah. So I did oh, that, and then I put another one, so you move to a different direction, and then you went into the cave, and then pictures inside the cave with reverb on dripping water. And so I was able to compact a video I didn't have by a couple yeah. of fills. So these are kind of tools you want to do. Uh, yeah, one of my stages, I used Pig Latin. Okay, Yep. Yeah. Uh, you remember, so you would, you, did you go to Cincinnati?
2: I did, I did.
0: Jesse, did you go to GigaStock? I can't remember.
2: Uh,
1: no, that one didn't actually happen. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> That's nice. Is a, it, was, it was a Roman emperor. Yes. And there's a statue of a flying pig there named Cincinnatus, something or other, Cincinnatus or something or other.
2: Yeah, uh, Jesse Tuttle's in
0: the chat room. He'll, he'll fill you in if you need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I used, I used the flying pig statue and I thought, I need an animal. I've got a pig. So what else should a pig do but talk pig Latin to you? Right, of course. And that's it was a Latin pig, right. pig in Cincinnati, so I, it all came together. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And if you can't get the pig Latin, you go to the web page and you, you can read it there. But I thought, you know, I should really put subtitles on this of the pig Latin being spoken because that'll give people at least a leg up if they, their ears yeah. are good. Subtitles. So I had like to learn know. how to put subtitles on a video. And that was a nice education for me. And then yeah. I learned how to do it in YouTube, which is a much easier proposition. Oh, okay. Um, they've got tools to help you put, they'll do it automatically in many cases, but they've got tools where you can, at, at two minutes and 47 seconds, and I want this string to show up at the bottom of the screen. Oh, okay, cool. Right? So You can mark each clip as you step through and add the text to be said. Right. I, I did all this. I prepared it because some user had commented, you are you catering to people who have hearing problems? I said, no, I'm not. Interesting. So I went and learned how to do that, put it all in, and then discovered that Ground speaks video player they've embedded in the Adventure Lab doesn't let you turn on closed captioning. <clears throat> mistake. So I have not know about that. Uh, so those were those were the three I built with some of the ideas that you might use for creating doing creative stuff. Um, I went looking for other creative ideas out there after the fact to see what people had done. I thought I'd tell you what I found, tell your listeners what I found so they can say, ah, I like that idea. I can do that one. Yeah, of all is I Spy.
2: Yep, you put a great right. list together. By the way, that'll be in the show notes. You found a lot of great
0: ones. So anybody can do I Spy. You don't have to put anything out there in the woods. You play it in the car with your kids, right? I Spy with my little eye something green, and you can do that uh, with whatever wherever you take them to, you know. And they can name the object, and that's the answer to that stage. It's very easy to put together. The kids will love playing it if you're going out with the family. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a good fit for that kind of setup. You can talk about greenway. I found that one, but you had mentioned it earlier.
2: <laughs> yeah, Greenway is in 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 town. Uh, done by my friend K L C E, and uh, that was really the first time I had heard. Like you said, where you first got the 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 light bulb went on mm-hmm. was we were talking one day. He's a part of the Motley Caching crew. We go out geocaching and. He said, um, uh, are you putting one in town?" And I said, uh, "We're talking eventually. I said, "No. I mean, I'm going to put one at the toilet seat museum because I figured mm-hmm. there was no there was no virtual anymore for the toilet seat museum. I, right. and they moved up they moved it up here to the DFW area. I said, "I got to put. You know, I really want to put one at the toilet seat museum because it's just a it's just the craziest place mm-hmm. to see thousands of these toilet seats that are decorated. You know." It may it, it 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 writes itself as it were is what, oh, yeah. what I'd say. So he goes, I go, Well, you're gonna put one in Greenville? I said that'd be great. And he goes, Yeah, but he said the very same thing you did. He's like, Ah, uh, I mean, I could do the history of Greenville, but do people want to, you know, if they don't live here, I mean, do they really, you know, really care that much about it? Jesse's shaking his head, no.
1: I do not. I can tell yeah. no, I do not care about the history of Greenville. <laughs> but he says, uh, I think I'm gonna
2: do one where Because he had read about the guy who created, who started this, the uh, the town of Greenville, and this guy had done all this stuff. I mean, he was just like one of those guys that we we've all seen in history who were like, you know, he was a major in the war, and he did this, he did that. He was a senator, and blah blah blah. blah. He had this long list, and he goes, "Sounds like the guy wasn't even human. He was like an alien." He Mm -hmm. goes, "So I'm going to make one where this guy came down to Greenville." And he um, was, he was an alien and he, he was like, that's why he was so superhuman. He could do all his stuff. And I'll write the whole adventure lab about this alien and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, I never thought about
0: that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to, you're going to put this list somewhere out there for people to see. too. It's
2: in the show notes. I'll
0: rip through a couple of these quick. So we have time to do stuff. I mean, there was one, uh, which is a stabbing with multiple suspects and you get clues at each location to help narrow down who, who, who did the stabbing. That sounded oh, like fun. That's that's a cool it's like playing clue online. Mm-hmm. There's one number in Nebraska, they built one using MetaVerse, So you have to play an alternate reality game to get the answers. No. So that's, that's an external out, play it outside the app and come back, which is more what I was doing. I, my action takes place in JavaScript puzzles outside the app and you just, Use the app to sequence it, right, and provide answers. So that's really cool. Uh, There was an alien version. uh, Another, Mm -hmm. there was a helix hoodlum in England. There's a hoodlum who is stealing caches and trackables and trashing things, and you got to find him and put a stop to him. That's a great idea. I like that idea.
2: I know it's a good one.
0: Uh, Identifying the lost lackey. That was one down in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) You got to figure out which lackey they're talking about. Right. Uh, there's one in Redbridge. There's four. First one's traditional. The second one you do on a bicycle. The third you do by hiking. And the fourth one you do from kayak. Which I thought oh, was neat. To mix it up. Kayak. That's four separate labs. I love it. Uh, those are the ones I did. So those are some ideas. Um, yeah. You can certainly borrow and steal from those or go look at the links here and, and you know, have fun. Yeah. No, that is great. There's some great ideas in there. So What I wanted to move on to now, while well, we talked about the creative ones, uh, is mm-hmm. that you should consider when you're creating an adventure lab. Yes, that's good. Um, when you're going out and doing a magical history tour, go find the interesting locations, do some research, uh, even if it's Greenville. You know? yes. <laughs> uh, you'll find something you didn't know existed probably. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to the folks who've been around there a long time. Uh, if they're telling a linear story like I was, Then you sequence people through them. If it's just a random collection of interesting places, don't make people do them in order. Exactly. It just annoys them. Yes. Um, That's a good point. If there is, even if, if you have, if you don't force an order and you have a bonus cache, at least tell people which one they should do last to be near the bonus cache.
2: Oh, that's a good point.
0: You know, you're right at the beginning and you start, you walk a mile that way, and you discover I'm done. Oh crap, I gotta go back. Yes, that's
2: a great point.
0: So think about it. Tell people where they want which one they should do last, even if you're if you're not sequencing them. Right. Very good. Uh, when you go out, take pictures. You're gonna want them for your building your, your images to go as, as putting the thing together. Take pictures, take coordinates, take coordinates multiple times. Yes. With the geofences, it's a lot less tricky to get the coordinates right, but don't screw it up. And enter them carefully if you're dyslexic and you swap digits. Let somebody beta test it for you. Make sure it works. Yes. If you not type them in wrong or record them wrong or something. Yes. Uh, think about your geofence. The smallest they'll let you have is 20 meters. Mm-hmm. If you're in an urban canyon, I was doing beta testing one for somebody. Mm. It wouldn't settle down in the canyon. I couldn't get within 20 meters. Right. So they've increased that fence to 40 and now it works.
2: No, that's smart. Yeah. I had one where that same situation, Rich, where I'm at the spot. They told you, stand in this spot. I stood in that spot Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get the answer to come up. So I called a friend, phoned a friend, and they said, oh, for that one, you need to go, you need to walk, you know, a hundred yards. It was literally a hundred yards. I had to walk east or west. Mm -hmm to where I could do the answer. It's like, what? This isn't even close to... I mean, who tested
0: this one? It wasn't tested. The other thing to think about is... I, I ran into this when I was beta testing one of these. Uh, they took me the coordinates and said, yeah, those coordinates, look, they're pretty close. You're within region. Well, what I needed to see was around the corner. <laughs> 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 around the so, corner. So, to give people a, a, a broader sort of clue about... When you get to this area, you know... Uh, look on the other side of the corner sometimes you might find it there There or you, go. you know yep pick objects that are likely to be permanent
2: yes yeah.
0: I, I was hearing about one where they put it on a statue and these were public art sculptures that got swapped out from time to time <laughs> <The statue laughs> <had vanished.
2: laughs> well, well, that didn't work.
0: no no you know you can't always predict it but but try to try to, be, try to get something that's going to be there for a while right. Check availability and opening times. If the park doesn't allow you in until after 8 a.m. and got to be out by sunset, tell people that up front. Mm-hmm. So yes. There's, um, and there's and no attributes way. to say not 24, for example.
2: Yeah, no, that's good, Rich. In fact, somebody mentioned this, and I think, I mean, it was sort of a known thing, but I think people don't realize you can edit your descriptions. And so yep. I had to edit my description for the Toilet Seat Museum because mm-hmm. there was a period of time when you, even though it's a free museum so mm-hmm. there's no cost which i know you'll get to but um they had it closed down and so mm-hmm. i had to put a note that it was closed down but when it was opened i put the new hours like so yep. you can edit your description yeah on yeah. your your cache
0: page the mm-hmm. front the front page so yep avoid answers that uses quotes apostrophes dashes because either your web browser or your editing tools will turn those stupid things into smart quotes and smart dashes. Mm-hmm. And the users may not do that. And so they have the quotes in and it's looking for smart quotes and they've got ordinary quotes or vice versa, and they can't get it to work. Yeah. So try to avoid those characters if at all possible. And if you've got something with a dash in the middle, just ask for the digits around the dash or something like that. Don't Right. Worry.
2: I put a note in, in, um, in, um, parentheses, it said, uh, the answer is lowercase, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. That way people didn't try to, it,
0: it, i save them some time. Yep, yep. Another one I beta tested differently for another friend. He said, what is the distance in miles shown on the sign? And it was 39.10. And I said, he says, uh, enter enter the digits of the distance. So I typed in 39.10. And it didn't work. I needed to have the period.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: the period. Oh, god. He's very literal about what you want people to put in. yeah Yeah. or tell them don't forget the period or something like that right just put a little note yeah a little note or something if you have spelling problems you're spelling impaired uh, you're typo prone again get a beta tester out there take care but then beta test it so these oopses will get caught
1: yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um i don't know if this is still a problem don't if something happens at one of your locations like get stuck behind a construction fence or something you can't get there don't delete it from your lab there was a time, and I didn't try it, but it may still be the case, that will crash the Adventure Lab app if the location is deleted mm. after the user has sort of, you know, their phone has brought it up. Hmm. It didn't like that, and it crashed for a while. They may have fixed that. I don't know. Instead of deleting it, put the answer in your description. Make the fence big so people can just answer and move on to the next one. Oh, okay, without deleting it. And you can go back later, right, yeah. and fix it, right? Just do not delete it. Okay.
1: Well, that actually happened to my lab, caches. So mine came out February 29th of this Mm -hmm. year. Well, if y'all remember, around March, there was something that happened and closed a lot of places down. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wonder what that was. Yeah. So mine was uh, unable to be accessed. But before that happened even, so I had two weeks before it all closed down, so my lab Mm -hmm. didn't hit for months, right, because it was in the library. But before that happened, there's no way I could have predicted this, even going by all these rules. So one of the uh, answers, you had to go to the second floor of the library. There was a lice outbreak on the second floor of the library. Oh, my God. So they had to fumigate the second floor. So immediately <laughs> I had to just, I just put the answer and I said, do not go upstairs. You shouldn't be able to anyway, but do not go upstairs. The answer to this one is this, just move on to the third stage. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, that's all I wanted is a bunch of reviews. Hey, I got lice from this lab cache. Great.
0: Great. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. Uh, you already talked about the, uh, the, the make big fence if you want people to do it in the wilderness mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, some tips. This is a controversial one. You can play your own adventure lab and get five free fines for yourself. Some people love that. Some people think that's absolutely a terrible thing. You're, you're a bad person for doing that.
2: <laughs> and everything in between.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it. So I'm not going to argue that battle, but uh, yeah. don't, don't take the first to find by doing that. Then you yeah. are a bad person. Maybe I don't know. The uh,
1: that's just that's probably the same person that wouldn't claim their own event when they host one.
0: I claim my own events. I mean, I, I you were know, there. I, I do too. You're supposed to do that. It's in the rules. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, one of the things that bedeviled me is wanting to see a description of the things after I finished it because these history ones tell you interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was screen capturing them, and then I just recently learned if you tap the, go to the main description screen and you tap the map at the bottom. It'll open it up, and you can go see all the descriptions again. Oh. a very subtle way to discover this feature. Tap the map. Oh, really? Really? I got to check that out while you're talking. And it'll let you browse all five of them, or 10, or however many you've got. Yeah. Uh, Very unobvious. And if you want to get the URL of the lab so you can send it to somebody... Uh, just share it to yourself by an email. You can copy the URL out of there or copy it to the clipboard. And then you've got the actual labs.geocaching.com slash go to slash whatever it is. Because they don't provide an easy way to see what the what the URL of the lab is if you want to give it to somebody. Oh, okay. To work. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was something I wanted and didn't know how to do. Yeah. Um As far as I've got a whole list of features wanted, we can come back and discuss those if you want a little while. We've kind of dwelled on some of them.
2: Um, great stuff in here, by the way, that we'll have. I think
0: skipped one. If you're putting an answer out, don't pick a small number. You know, (laughs) what's is the third number on the sign? Okay, let's try one, no, two, no, three, no, four. Got it. Okay, (laughs) great for our sure.
1: Well, here's where I'll make a confession. (laughs) <laughs> um, now, I've never armchair cash one, but I always go to labs. I, I don't think I've only done like two labs ever by myself. I'm always with somebody when we do labs because it's kind of a group thing. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems. Um,
1: but as we get there, as soon as I get in the geofence area, I don't care what it is. I'm immediately trying to guess until I get up to the <laughs> sign or whatever it is. Like, even if it's a name, like, this guy's first name is the guy that... Fa- I'm like, oh, George, Frank, Fred. <laughs> I always want to guess it before I get there because it's so much fun for me. And a lot of times I can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people pick
1: only- generic stuff, right? And if you yeah. do that, just know that people are going to be able to guess it.
0: It's your game within a game.
1: You know... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very correct. We all but, get our amusement in different ways, right?
2: Well, yeah. The that was actually a good thing for the for the venture lab that wasn't very good that I had talked about to you before. Rich mm-hmm. was a couple of them were really bad questions. Therefore, uh, one was what what uh, month was this guy? Uh, what month did he die? And mm-hmm. we're in a cemetery. We couldn't find this guy's grave to save our lives. We're like. Here we go. January, February, March, <laughs> April, May. Then well, eventually we'll get there. And w- there was one other one that was like that, just like you're yeah. talking about, Rich. It's like, I can't see this. I don't I can't, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the fence, and this answer, there's no way. It's like one, two, three. Okay, we find it. So it's like, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it, it was bad. Just to make sure I said that right. I'm not sitting at home doing those labs. I'm sure people can cheat somehow. I'm talking about yeah. while I'm there, trying to guess it. So yeah, well, I before got we get you. this big thing going on, I'm just making sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hit – there's there's a, a good good web doc for training on how to build these things uh, that they send you in the email. I suggest you go read that. It's good, but I'm going to make a snipe a few items from the training sure. in my notes here. Yep. Okay. Um, one of the things of note is that lab caches have – a coordinate that you set on the main page and a coordinate for each location.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: When you go to play it, it's not obvious that you this is what's going on. You see a button labeled start, and that immediately goes to head to location one. Yeah. But if you go to the navigation button at the bottom where you can bring up Google Maps or Apple Maps and take it somewhere, that takes you to the published main coordinate, which might be where you need to go to park, for example. Sure. So keep in mind those may be different and often are. So yeah. You, That's a good point.
2: We put our published one at, even though ours are not sequential, Uh we sort of suggest that you start at this one Uh and that became our opening. Yeah. Navigation.
0: Yeah. Putting coordinates in the description is, is kind of a hit and miss on Android. I think you can copy and paste by selection on iOS. It copies the entire description as one big hunk of text. Oh, okay. So you've got to take it over to notes and pick out the piece you want. And that's a bug as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to let them know about that one. Right. But putting coordinates into your description and doing a projection, which one of them I did was kind of annoying. Not that you had to do a projection, but that you had to go fish out the coordinates the hard way. Some people put, because... Well, we'll come back to this in a sec, but when you're testing, this is, you, test, you should test your lab. There's a mode where you say, Put my lab in test mode. I want to go try it. Yes. And that's what you do when you're having somebody beta test it. Mm-hmm. The fences are inoperative in that mode. You can do them from home. You can test it from home because there's no geofence. If you're there's out, of auto, yeah. I tested, I
2: tested Jesse's in Colorado because you can. I mean, that's part of the point. Yeah.
0: But the thing, pe- that's the single most asked question. My geofences aren't working. <laughs> They're supposed to be. It keeps coming up, and and what happens is when you get within the fence, your phone vibrates. And That's the clue of where the fence boundary is. If you're mm-hmm. testing, oh okay, you can answer from anywhere. Oh, interesting. Okay. So pay attention to the vibration if you want to see where your fence ends up at. Oh, that's perfect. I didn't realize that. Of course,
2: that wouldn't help for me. But right when you have <laughs> yeah. me to test and go there, that's great.
0: That gives right. you an a, a, a easy idea of where your fence is. Okay, cool. Yep, there's no reviewers involved. When you're ready to go, you change the status to Adventure Lab is off to Adventure Lab is public, and you're ready to go. This is a mode called private, which I don't think they encourage you using, where you can just limit it to a set of people who you tell about it. Huh. But you know, I think that's largely you shouldn't do that so somebody can get FTF, for example, and then you open it up to everybody else. That's kind of you're a bad person. Um, that's mostly, I think, for Private organizations which want to have people attending the event do it. And it's not ever intended to go public, for example. Right. And do I don't really know.
1: race for FTFs on lab caches.
0: Well, you can hardly, you can barely tell it. Yeah. But you people do, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. The FTF hounds, what can I say? Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's measured even less than regular caches are,
0: but that's okay.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yep. I mean, everybody plays it the same way. I mean, their own way, right? So that's if that's what's fun yep. for you, go for it.
0: Yep. Bonus caches have become a popular thing. You can only have one. It has to have the bonus cache attribute. You will almost certainly have to coordinate with your reviewer because when you submit it, they'll say, we want to know when your adventure lab is going to publish so we can coordinate a time. Right. We'll make the bonus public and you'll make your lab public. So people don't get frustrated at seeing a bonus they can't do or they finish the labs and the bonus still isn't published. So you'll end up working with your reviewer on that. I think that's Mm -hmm. that's across the board. They're having all reviewers do that. these days. I, I like that though. I like that. Uh, one of the things that, that annoys the hell out of people and they've changed it, it used to be that you can, you can get the coordinates of the starting thing into by, by going say, navigate with Gmail and copy the coordinates out of the box at the top of the page. Right. You can put them in your car nav system or whatever. But you can't get you can you can get ones for the next stage you're going to, but you can't look ahead and get the rest of them. And what people really want is I yeah. want all five of them to put in my phone or my GPSR so I can plan my route. Oh, okay. Where I've got two labs overlapping each other and I want to interleave them and get them off sufficiently. And they simply refuse to give you the coordinates. And this is it's annoying in its own right. But it will be super annoying when you get to the Lincoln Highway.
2: Oh, because yeah.
0: Cash is straight yeah. across, you know, 50 miles maybe. And if you start at the wrong one, <laughs> yeah.
2: Absolutely. Talk a little bit about the where this idea came
0: from and, and what yeah, it's a plan know, for the Lincoln uh, Highway. Might, whoever did it might be in the chat. I'm not certain. Okay. Um, the idea is that there, the first transcontinental highway was called the Lincoln Highway, and it went from New York all the way to California. And this was in the early days of automobiles when that was an incredible journey, too. Oh, yeah. Um, it's still a hell of a journey. Oh, um, yeah. And so the idea is to take adventure labs and use them to highlight spots along the Lincoln Highway that are of historical interest. And each HQ stepped in and said, We'll give people who are doing this 10, 10 adventure labs each to put out to fill right. their state section of the Lincoln Highway. I think this would make a great show for you. It know? would.
2: Yeah. Uh, we we like to that we we'll have to definitely do that. Yeah. Um, do you know what do you know where they are rich on that how what's the stage or what's the
0: They're still filling in states. One of my friends put one out in California near Sacramento, filled that segment recently, but they're trying right. to do all the segments and they've got to get people from the various states to step up and say I'll do that one. I'll fill that segment with some interesting stuff. Cool.
1: Yeah, very cool. I love
2: that. Yeah, the Lincoln Highway series—that is a great. That's a great idea for you know for this mm-hmm. series, this um, cash type or whatever we want to call
0: it. Adventure labs are a good fit because yeah. it's a historical feature in the first place, right? And there's well, all sorts of things of interest. You know, there's a, the, the the first gas station in Indiana was here, and if you made it there, you could fill up again. You know, in yeah, that kind uh, of. Thing.
2: Terveyators is asking how our users
0: chosen. I think you can just contact them probably. You ask the organizer and see if they could work with HQ to get you a set of labs. Yeah, I think is how it's being done. I haven't really investigated. KC11, started believe-
2: in Illinois. We had yeah. nine caches in the original series. That expanded to full for Okay, mm-hmm. so there you go.
0: So I, um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I would get in touch and see what it would take to be able to fill in your state's chunk of that highway.
2: Yeah. He said that there are 25 Lincoln Highway labs that are currently
0: live. That's pretty cool. Now that other page I had you bring up to show the labs globally. Yeah, so let's turn around. Yeah, I'll bring that up.
1: Jesse's asking who is the organizer of that. If anybody knows, put it in the chat room.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely
0: put that in the chat room for us. So there's a Facebook a Facebook group called Lab Cache Map and they collect all the lab caches they can get their hands on and make a big map using Google Maps of where they are globally. So this is 12,000-plus <laughs> labs here across the entire world. Wow. Hey, a cup in Alaska. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Some out in Hawaii.
2: Uh, where are we going? Going across the world here. Vietnam.
0: Fewer over there.
2: Australia. There's a bunch of Australian
0: folks. The Aussies and the Kiwis are big on on this. Oh, look at that. That's great. Look at all those ones in
2: New Zealand. That's awesome.
0: Australia too. Look at all the ones. What you can do over on the left side, there's a search uh, a magnifying glass. Okay. You search that and you type in Lincoln Highway, for example. Oh, let's do that.
1: Well, I'm assuming that that's updated by just people in that group, right? It's not an automatic.
0: No, it's, it's by the people in the group. Okay. So there's, see all 15 results that have Lincoln Highway. Uh, some of them are spelled a little different. Oh, yeah, there they are. So there's a bunch of them.
2: Oh, cool. And yeah. you
0: click on one, you get the the URL for it, and you get the starting coordinates for it. Oh, neat. Okay. So if you're brow- looking for a way to browse to where you're going, and you don't want to use the funky little app that doesn't, very pleasant, you can go use this tool. Right. It's not. up to date. So if something got published in the last month, it might not be there. It's it's sort of a a best effort kind of thing to update it. Right. But it's a really good start if you're going to an area. Yeah, it is great. And for searching for things. I use this to search for iSpy because I knew the name, but I didn't know the the code for it. Found it that way.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. See, and then you click on it, and it'll bring up. Opens up the uh,
0: web page. Yeah. Labs,
2: yeah.
0: Ideally, yeah. your web page, you, sh- you should have a QR code there that you can then scan with your phone. Um, right. To find the, uh, bring it up, uh, open it actually. Bring it up in Labs, right. itself, Right. Uh, I think that's most of what I had to say. You can figure out how to build them yourself. Um, a lot of features I'd like them to add. There's <laughs> a fairly active discussion over in the community forums on creating them and playing them. So cool drop in there, drop your two cents worth, feel, you know, not a bad thing to do. Yeah.
1: So that what a lot of this tells you too, with all these resources, there's so many resources. We don't have time to get to them all tonight, obviously they're all in the notes, Mm -hmm. but this shows you that the community is really adopting these. They're really jumping behind these and getting involved in them. Um, I mean, people are building maps on Facebook and, and all these resources. Um, At at first it was kind of, People were just still trying to decide whether they liked them or not. And now people are really jumping in and doing them. I mean, there's still going to be some people that don't like them, right? Yep. Some people think that nothing outside of traditional is real geocaching. Okay, that's, that's
0: fine. The single biggest feature request is let me hide my completed labs. Yeah. Which which tells you there's too many in your area. And now you can't see the ones you've done for the new ones. that just popped up, for example. Yes. Um the other mm-hmm. thing that's pretty high up there and it's, is uh, strongly rumored, and Brian Roth as much has said so, is that they're planning to integrate uh, Adventure Labs with the primary geocaching app. And I believe that's a lightweight integration. It's going to be, they'll show up in your search results, for example. Mm-hmm. So you can see, oh, I'm going to go get this cache and there's an Adventure Lab near it. Let's do both in one trip. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they won't expose all the sub subparts, the locations, because they can't right. the sequential ones. Right, right. And it would be too much clutter to do it otherwise. In a way, they're like geotours. There's one thing that represents a bunch of parts.
2: Right. Yep. You know? There are some tips and tricks for, if you use tour.no, there are some trip, tips and tricks out there that you can do if you're trying to create a route, a route and you want to add
0: your geocaches and your adventure lab that you might want to do at the same time. Basic waypoints. If you just treat them as a waypoint, of type lab you can add them and they show up with the right icon and everything
2: perfect yep that's great um i love them i mean i know we're wrapping up uh um, yeah i love them for what they are i mean that's you know i mean i don't want everything to become an adventure lab but no i still love them um we got into a just i got into a discussion the other day about webcams and that they're going away obviously and they don't which is kind of one of those weird things where it's like, they don't like them, but then I wonder if you could use webcams for an adventure lab.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Well, I'm sure there's some way to incorporate that.
0: Yeah. You'd have way, to, so It would be tricky. I thought briefly about the concept of having people take pictures in the field and do something with them, but I don't know how you check the picture for anything that would answer anything.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, so I guess let's go around. Let's go around and give, I guess, some final thoughts. Um, I'll start, and then Jesse, and then we'll we'll let our guest, I think, give his uh, maybe final final thoughts as well. As I mentioned, I I love them for what they are. I think they're fine. Um, th- I think they're kind of fun to add into a trip. Um, if you're going somewhere and finding a bunch of caches, um, I like the fact that you don't get credit for people are really kind of freak rich you you i think we've talked about this before and or seen on facebook where people are like oh i don't get credit for that state or that county if i find an adventure lab it's like well it's not really
1: so go go find find cash while you're there
2: yeah go find the bonus cash or whatever but anyway so that's my final thought is i I do i like them i I like them for what they are and i think they're set up pretty well so
1: yeah so I would say that just like Gary, I like them for what they are keeping in mind that they're working on them. They're still improving them. Um, Now, if they ever, if they decide to put them in the regular map and all that other stuff, I think there's some other stuff that they need to do as well, because much like we've seen in the past, if there's no oversight, Mm -hmm. cashers tend to push the limit. 100%. We always know they do right now. There's really no oversight with these labs. You just push go when they're there. Mm -hmm. Like there's, and yeah. they, that's been going OK so far, but somebody will eventually push that. Right. Like, you know what? I think Roswell does need one of these. Area 51 does need one of these. Um, right. there'll, be, there'll be some people who push it. Right. You know, the property, yeah. a dead sea. Come on. Um, so uh, I think as we move forward and they and they learn more like like they did with the project, G.C. Right. Well, we didn't mean for this to be virtual. Whoops. We, we're going to fix that. Mm-hmm. This is geocachers. We do puzzles for a living. We find loopholes and stuff. That's what we do, right? Yep. So I think there's going to be some uh, maturing that's going to have to happen with it to be a long-term permanent type. But I'm having a blast with it. I thought they were stupid when they first came out, and now <laughs> I love them. So I, I like to see where they're going.
2: Underwater adventure. That's land. right. There you go.
1: You got to have a submarine to do it, or whatever you know.
0: <laughs> you got to have diving. You got to snorkel to it. Yeah. I think I saw one recently which had a stage called Underwater Basket Weaving. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. So um, give your final thoughts, Rich. What do you I, think? I hope I've inspired people to go out and, and, and create more interesting yes. adventure labs and provided you some tools and some ideas that will, will let you, enable you to, to, to make something that you're going to entertain me if I come to your area and do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, locally we've got people who are jumping on the bandwagon doing more creative things. And so sometimes it just takes a, a little seed of an idea to get things going.
2: That's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll put the show notes up. These are definitely some show notes that you're going to want to, to investigate and to copy things out of. So tonight's more than any, I think people need to go to our website, go to the show notes, Um, page and cut and paste to your heart's desire and grab information that you need. So that's perfect. So um, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to wrap up. Here we go. There you go. Good night, everybody. Good
1: night. Yep.